I think, Johnny, if I had to sum up this show, I would say it's a show about love. Do you agree? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Love is what it's all about. Hello, and welcome to Johnny and Tiggy Walker Consciously Coupling. Now, in this podcast, we're going to be chatting to other couples and finding out how they met. Who did the wooing, or who wooed who. Whether they faced any struggles together. And the triumphs and the joys that they've had. We'll hear about the songs that they love, that they share, and maybe some that they don't. And it's all with thanks to our partner, the Velvetizer, from Hotel Chocolat. Barista-grade drinking chocolate at home. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to get a new episode every Wednesday. Right, let's get started. Let's. So for this edition of Consciously Coupling, we have an amazing couple, the one and only Anton Dubeck, the very suave, sophisticated dancer from Strictly Come Dancing, and his wife Hannah. Isn't it exciting, Johnny? I love the breadth of people that we're getting on this show. And to have Anton is really something. Because the amazing thing about Anton, out of all the dancers that have come through Strictly, well, A, he's the only one to have been there since the start in 2004, which in itself is an incredible achievement. But he is the biggest personality of all of them. I mean, you always say, who is Anton going to get? But you don't say that about any of the other dancers. Because he's sort of he's bigger than the, he's bigger than the dancing role. Well, he's a very good sport, and that's why he probably gets landed with some of the really difficult ones. Most notably, of course, was Anne Widdicombe. Well, that you can say that, but Anne Widdicombe made him. She really made him. So, um, because it became so newsworthy that she was dancing, that that was a turning point for him in his career. But anyway, we'll ask him about it. Why should we go on? We must ask the man himself. Yes. Shall we say hello to them? Let's say hello. So, a very warm welcome to Anton Dubeck and his wife, Hannah. Hello to you and welcome. Hi. How How are you? I'm very well indeed, and how are you both? We're, we're, we're great, actually. Absolutely great. The golf courses have opened, so I'm Thank as happy goodness. as Larry. Thank the goodness. gyms are open again, so this is everything's turned out well. And soon the theatres will be open, so hurrah. You'll be at the house. I'll be at the house. <laughs> Hannah, do you, are you happy when he goes off playing golf, or does he play too much? Do you know, do you know what? This last lockdown, I think, with everything shut and, you know, because it's been a year now since you've danced and then the golf course is shut as well. I think you found you have found that last one difficult. It's, uh, I keep saying it's been like having a caged tiger in the house for someone who's so physical and used to always, you know, doing something, you know, you prowling around. Prowling yeah. around in yeah. the underwear. It's, uh, yeah, it's, oh, yeah. <laughs> pants. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I think we're all... We're, we, it was a relief when the golf courses opened again, I think. Now, when the esteemed Wentworth Golf Club had their wonderful dinner, there was a certain gentleman prowling around outside the ladies' loo. What on earth was he doing? Oh, my what goodness. outrageous behaviour. Oh, dear, that night, honestly. It's hilarious because we... Um, I play golf during the day in a golf... Uh, event. It was a, a big charity do, and of course, in the evening they have the big dinner. You'll you'll know about these things. And I remember Tony Hadley was doing a turn uh, with his little band. He was doing some songs and stuff. As he uh, later in the evening, anyway, we uh, finished the golf, got changed, uh, black tie, very swanky, and um, and I, I I went down into the dining room and sat at the table. You know what these tables are like. You get tables of like ten big rooms. So invariably you end up speaking to the people next to you because you can't speak to the people across the table because it's too loud. And I'm on the same table with Philip Tufnell and and this chap next to me to my left, and this very very beautiful blonde lady sat across the other side of the tabla. And I knew the lady to my right. She's married to the a friend of mine who's organising the event. So I'm chatting to her, Charlotte, her name, lovely. And I, and I start chatting to this chappy who'd sat next to me, who had arrived with you. Mm-hmm. As the evening rolled on, I'd said to him, so I found a little bit out about him. As you do, I said, what did your wife do? He said, oh, I'm not married. Oh, well, sorry, your girlfriend. Said, oh, no, no, she's not my girlfriend. She, I, she just came, she's a friend, she just <laughs> came. And I went, all right, hello. And um, because as the evening was uh, going on, Hannah would st- <laughs> st- 
got progressively start, more. <laughs> I'd started doing all this. I was this. enjoying the Merso quite a lot. <laughs> I was enjoying, the Merso was flowing. And she started doing that toozly thing with her hair. That oh, girls really? Do, yeah. When they're trying to catch your eye and be a bit sort of, you know, a bit mysterious and enigmatic. And she was doing all that. I thought, oh, hello. And um, anyway, as the evening rolled on, because I haven't spoken to it because it's too far away, I couldn't go, hey, how are you? So the evening rolled on. We got through a few courses and a few glasses of WhatsApp. And you'd slipped off to the loo. And I thought, oh, it's, it's not a bad idea. I think I might, I, I might go myself. And I, I literally found myself following her, ha- her out of the ballroom into the reception where the loos are. There's on the right, there's, on the right, there's the girls' loo. And on the left, there's the boys' loo. And she, I hadn't sort of sidled up to her and gone, uh, uh, how are you, or anything like that. And then we just both went off into the separate loose. I literally walked behind her in a sort of... Stalky way. Stalky, mysterious, <laughs> sinister, slightly <laughs> menacing way. Ridiculous. Anyway, I, and, I went, and then she went off into loo and I realised I didn't actually want to go. So I, I dived in anyway, and, and I came out. And then I had that situation where I wasn't sure if she'd gone in whilst I was in having a wee. So I waited. I don't understand what came over me. I waited. And, I, and, then, and then she came out and literally said to me, have you been waiting outside the toilets have for me? Have you been following me? Yeah, <laughs> have you been following me? And I went, yes. Yes, I, yes, I have, actually. <laughs> I mean... I mean, I'm I'm amazed she spoke to me again, Mm. quite frankly. What did you think of that? Did you think this is weird? Yeah. Well, well, it was funny because I I didn't know. I I literally... uh, Tom's girlfriend, I think, must have fallen through at the last minute. So I didn't know anything. I think it must have been on the Wednesday. He said, would you come to this... This chap who sat next to me is a guy called Tom. Tom, yeah, this, this do with me. And I'd never been to Wentworth. And so I... And obviously, I, so I bowled up and, and I said, Tom, you, you look quite nice. You had a lovely frock on. It was, do you know what? It was one, I, I was in a good mood because it's one of those days, you know, when you fit into your dress and your fringe goes right and, you know, all the things that normally don't it's happen. Hugging, wasn't it? Yeah. It was quite yes. sort of snaky. So, um, so I was in a good mood. And, obviously, um, and then I said, oh, Tom, who's on our table? And he went, oh, Phil Tufnell and someone else. And then he said, oh, and some dancer, Anton Deck. And I went. <laughs> I'm in our room. I went, I went. Some, I, I mean, some dance. I said, I said, Anton Dubeck, I said, why is he here? And uh, he said, oh, he's a, he's a good golfer. And I went, oh, all right. Yeah, and then that was it. And then my mum always said, you know, when someone comes across, you know, with a twinkle in their eye, you know, not, I, you're not, not the sort of big swagger, but someone that's just, well, you've definitely got a twinkle in your eye. So, yeah, so that was, so that was the start. Of... It was sort of lovely because I arrived at the table last, mm. as you do, and... Um, you like to make an entrance. Mm. Well, you know, Bruce used to say to me, not too close, I'm the star. And I, so I made... That's what you said to me. <laughs> so I, so, God love him. So I, um, uh, I arrived, and it wasn't intentionally, I was just everybody got there before me. I was fiddling around my bow tie probably. And anyway, I got to the table last, and, um, and, and I saw you across there. Mm. And I realised, it's just that instant moment where you go, I saw her, I thought, oh, hello. And then I realised the only available chair that was left was literally the other side of the table. And I had that immediate sense of disappointment uh, that I wasn't going to be able to... Because I know these situations, you know, you never speak to the person. You only ever speak to the two. And Charlotte, I, uh, who's lovely, who's married to um, uh, uh, this other guy, and this fella I'd never met before in my life. And you know what it's like when those, those dinners can go on and on. And if you're sat next to somebody you, haven't, you know nothing about, it can go one or two ways. It can go either really nicely or it can be a long evening of not very much conversation with the chair. But he was a lovely fella, actually, Tom. He was a nice mm. boy. So, so Hannah, Han, Hannah um, it was love at first sight, it seems, for Anton. Uh-huh. Had you noticed him and also did you know who he was? Oh, I definitely, I, oh, I definitely, definitely knew who he was. I'm sure you lobbed a bread roll at me at some point as well. Oh, I was probably being I think flirty you did, and yeah. mischievous. Um, but... It was definitely, as I said, there was definitely a twinkle in the eye. Um, you sure it wasn't your hay fever playing that, up? Yeah, that, that, that I noticed. Um, but then I remember you tried to ask me to dance and that oh, terrified don't even me. Start. As the evening rolled on. Well, can you imagine? That <laughs> oh, no, I was, honestly, I was so mortifyingly embarrassing, I can't tell you. As the <laughs> evening rolled on, I, sorry, Tiggy. Uh, now, you have to understand that um, I'm quite good dancing. 
I've been doing it quite a long time. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm reasonably well known for uh, popping on the shoes and having to dance around. I'm free, you know, I'm, as it goes. And I have an element of a reputation. Yeah. So, and I do get asked on a, quite a, a Which regular, I know now. regular, regular uh, um, occasion to dance with people, of which I refuse obviously. Uh, and I never dance at the social functions. Ever. As soon as the dancers dance, I'm, I'm, li- I'm literally off and out the door. So I, as Tony was giving it some, uh, going, a couple of his best songs, I, I came over to you and said, would you like to dance? Now, this is unheard of. I never do this. So I must have been feeling pretty frisky. And <laughs> I, I asked you if you'd like to dance. And you said to me... Oh, God. She goes... No. Oh, no, she said. No, I don't want to... I don't do your sort of dancing. I do... I'm more of a raver. I'm oh. more of a raver. Oh, God, I die oh, when no, I think about it married. now. Oh, so embarrassing. But then... Then I found her hanging off the wine waiter. Oh, yeah. But then what was worse is... Um, oh, he was still obviously trying to convince me to dance. And this <laughs> gentleman came up and went, oh... Um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Mr. Tibet, sorry to interrupt. And I could see you, you were obviously I'm, trying I'm, to talk I'm to me. I'm on the floor dancing. Yeah, you're, trying, da- well, you're trying to get me to dance anyway. Dragging you And, and um, he said, but my mother-in-law is over there. And um, she, I mean, this story, I, I sort of, I'm embellishing now, but it was, it was a terrible story. It was about how, you know, she was sort of nine, 90, 100 and all her limbs were falling off and it was this awful, awful story. And would would Anton possibly go and have a dance with her? And Anton turned around, clearly slightly annoyed because I was trying to talk to me and went, no. At which point I went, oh, you horrible man. You're not going to go and dance with that old lady over there. That's um, So I said, well, I'm definitely not dancing with you. So I... <laughs> Sidled back I off me- the wine later. <laughs> meandered off. At which point he did bring this Doris. I got when I got Gladys up. I said, Who "Come on, high kicked." Suddenly she was twenty five and the wellest woman you've ever met in life. She's doing the high kicks and spins, drops into a full box split. Oh Jesus! Up she gets, whirling round like this, and I'm going. You're supposed to be under the weather. What's the matter with you, woman? And, and so anyway, and you know, I've managed to have a dance. I gave her a big spin and I lifted her up, put her down. Off she went. And I tried to find you, and you're literally hanging <laughs> off the wine waiter. He gave to, to the point where I went up to you and went, you don't have to kiss him, you know. He's going to give you the wine for free. That's his job. <laughs> it's included. Yeah, so, yeah, so that was... That so was that was bit, our that, opening yeah, night. Yeah. That's not a bad opening night, actually. No. So how did things progress from there? Who sort of... Who wooed who, so to speak? You wooed me, didn't you? Oh. You all over me like a rash once you once you sobered up. I couldn't get you off. Um, I was uh, keen. I I offered you a lift home mm-hmm. because I could see that you were a little. Bit and I we were driving through Windsor Great. Well, Park. no, the first oh. thing was I said we got into the car. I mean, she'd obviously had a couple of you know glasses or something great Yeah, it keeps variety. coming back to this, yeah. Yeah, well, it, you, you, you did... I was a bit stunned about the way you popped it away. The first time we went out with my friends, oh. we were up in Soho, and we went out to... We had for dinner with a couple of couple of couples, a couple of my, my oldest friends, and you, you looked at me and went, why are they drinking so slowly? And I went, they're not. They're drinking normally. You're like... You can, you can take a breath between gulps. Uh, yeah. You know that, don't you? Yeah. And... I you know, know, she's so going to get you. I'll put it down to nerves, if I want to. Um, I'll put it down to my parents. Yeah, well, no, I remember getting in the car with you, and you and I said, where would you live? And then, and you told me <laughs> where you live. You just go up the, up the thing, and I went, do you want to give me the postcode? You went, oh, OK. And you gave me the postcode and put it in, and then we started to leave the car park. And you went, oh, no, stop. That's my parents' postcode. <laughs> Random, random, and I'm. It's a bit early for that, and I've only just met you. I it's a bit late to go around and meet the parents. I, I, I'm sure you're keen, and I can't blame you. But I mean, it's a bit early to meet the parents. And then so, we were going through Windsor Great we Park, yeah. and I kept going. Do you remember? You know the film Arthur. Take me through the park. Betjeman. You know, Betjeman, but I kept getting it wrong. I called you Betjeman, not Bitterman. But I kept going, Betjeman. Take, take me, me through the park, park. Betjeman. You know. How I mean, random as, as anything like. Anyway, we got to a T. We got to a T junction, and I turned right, and I, and you looked at me. You went, 
How do you know where I live? <laughs> I mean, and I didn't have the art to tell you it was on the sat-nav. <laughs> this is unbelievable. How do you know where I live? I think it's back to your stalking. I was scarred from you following me to the loo earlier. Anyway, yeah. Did you get yeah. up for coffee, Anton? I decided, honestly, you know... There are rules about this sort of thing. Oh, my lady. goodness. I mean, He's this isn't certain... something I say to, to everyone, but honestly... You know when you wake up the next morning and go, oh my god! Don't say no, that. not that. Oh. I was no. It was I was I I. Anton came in, and the first thing I remember is I had a miniature sausage dog called Obi, and you were in your black tie, and I remember he came to the door, and you walked in and you picked him up, and I remember having even in that state, I remember having that flash going, oh, I never expected you to be like that with animals. It was really, even then, I, I got a real shock because you were just holding him. And, and, but then it sort of went downhill because then I remember, oh, I had this, and I had the flashback in the morning. I remember Anton sitting on my island unit in his black tie holding Obi. And I had, oh God, I put on, the song that was out at the time was Gotche, Somebody I Used to Know. No, no, um, which is a great song but when you actually listen to the lyrics uh, it's not really appropriate but, but anyway but I decided to put that on and say to Anton that I don't do your style of dancing no. I do dramatic dancing yeah and then I wafted round oh and then you started for about half an hour oh. demonstrate these dramatic dancing <laughs> in front of me <laughs> as me and Obi were going wow well we weren't expecting this <laughs> and then you know when you go oh my god I've just the next one I was like I danced around the kitchen in front of Anton Dubeck. <laughs> what was I doing? But you do this wonderful thing where you start to dance in a dramatic fashion, in a sort of freestyle fashion like this, and then stop as though you've gone wrong. And go, no, no, not that, not that. Uh, and then you go back into this supposed routine. I, I find that stuff hilarious. I, I, I danced up to you in the kitchen the other night and you just went, Hannah, stop. He said, I don't know what that was. <laughs> But it was terrifying. <laughs> that was a very good move, being nice to the dog. That was yeah. very smart. That's yeah, better yeah. than throwing a bread roll. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever wish you'd laugh a bit more, Hannah? It's very serious. Oh, I know. It's <laughs> so grumpy. Do you know, I was driving... Well, I went to the gym this morning. I dropped, I dropped, the, I dropped the children off at um, school and then I went straight to the gym. I don't know what I was... I was, I was thinking about... Because I was listening to uh, Desert Island Discs and I was listening to an old one, that R Roberto Elania. I don't know if he's an opera singer. Anyway, I'm listening to his story. And I, I had this little pang about wanting to be a bit more of a dramatic artist rather than, I don't know, a sort of a hoofer, really. But I just, I'd have... I'd have had to have found a gag in there somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Or, it's and, not, and yeah. Just, I'd have killed the moment just because I can't help but find a, a laugh in there oh, somewhere. Always. And, and, and he's so quick. I mean, that's the thing. You are just so quick. I mean, you really... You are just, yeah, so funny. Um, annoyingly so, much. yes. Annoyingly so. <laughs> Hannah, I want to go back after that hilarious first evening, which, I mean, frankly, the entire podcast could be on your first evening. It's a hell of a story. Did you wake up the next day or, or whenever Anton and you got together, did you ever worry about getting involved with somebody who's in the public eye? Did that cross your mind or did you think, well, hey, this is fun? Do you know what? I think there is something different as well. You know, it's always like, I, I sort of feel as well, you know, like I always wanted soft top cars and once you time you're old enough or you can afford a soft top car, you don't actually want them as much as you do when you're set of 17, 18. And actually when you and I met at, I was 36, I think that whole, really? yeah. You looked about 26 oh, to you, me. Thank you. Um, but that whole sort of, Dazzly showbiz thing wasn't, you know, it's not the same as sort of when you're hitting it when you're in your early 20s or something like that. And I think living outside of London. Oh, I mean, oh, this is the other thing. So we, <laughs> you must have come around the next day or whenever we went and said, we'll go for a coffee. And I suddenly lo lost all inability. I mean, I don't know. I, so we live sort of in between sort of, well, near Beaconsfield, sort of in between the M40 and the M4. And I'm surrounded by coffee places. I could not think of a single coffee. I ended up taking you to Beaconsfield, old Beaconsfield tea rooms. 
deserted. I mean, it was absolutely deserted. Then you asked me out for dinner. I took you to a restaurant. We were the only couple in the restaurant. Then you asked me out for lunch. I took you to uh, Cookham. Again, we were the only people. He said on our, about our fourth day, he went, Hannah, he said, I'm used to people wanting to be seen with me. He said, I'm quite worried you don't want to be seen with me. <laughs> when uh, Anton's doing Strictly, the thing about Strictly is whenever a couple's on the screen, they're all over each other. They're oh, it's brilliant. Each other, they're holding hands. And, do you ever, Hannah, think to yourself, get off him, get off, do you mind? Do you know, it, do you know what? It is, it is, again, I think age helps. I think you've what got to... mean? You know, oh, not your age. Oh, I see. Sensitive. No, no. No, again, I think I think probably two things on that. One, I sort of got to the stage in life now where you think, well, if they want to be with you, they want to be with you. You know, otherwise, don't. You know, you've got so so. There's an element of that. I think I'm probably not of that disposition anyway. I I wouldn't advise anyone who is of a jealous disposition naturally to go out with a dancer because they're tactile. And they're majority of the time they're naked or they're in their pants, you know, between shows. They've all got glorious bodies. Anton is nodding. <laughs> you know, if you go backstage, to, you know, the tours or anything, they're all wafting around in their pants and bras and wife fronts and well, whatever, whatever. Wife fronts, that doesn't sound very cool, actually. <laughs> you don't actually have wife fronts. I don't no. even know why I said wife fronts. Not a lot of um, But, you know, so I would say, yeah, you, you, you know, there's an element of, you, you, I, don't, I don't think that's the right mix if you, you go for someone. If, if, and, and also there is an element as well, which I, I said something early on and you snort, you didn't get across, but you sort of, that's their job. It's actually a bit dismissive. You know, quite a lot of the times, I think, when you know, talk, certainly talking to the Strictly professionals, it's sort of a little disrespectful to, to you know, obviously if they're young and single, et cetera, et cetera you know, that, that's different. But that's their profession. That's their job. To assume that it's sort of every time you dance with a woman or a man, it's sexual or it's anything else, isn't, isn't probably right. So I, I sort of go through sort of then my thought processes on it. And also, Anton, <clears throat> you're not knowing for getting the, the youngest, <laughs> sexiest <laughs> contenders. I mean, it's almost, you could almost see the lineup each year and go, that's the person who's going to get Anton. Yeah, and it is, it is. It, anybody could dance with anybody. But, you know, you look at a lineup of, of lady celebrities and you can pretty much know who I'm going to get. I mean, the, you know, the 25-year-old lingerie model is probably not going to come my way. It's probably going to be swerving over to Giovanni Aliash or something like that. Um, the 25-year-old the lingerie's model's mum, now you're talking. So, um, so you're, you know, you're... Uh, the thing is, it works the other way. So one or two of the ladies of a, of a certain age know when they get asked to do Strictly Come Dancing, that they're probably going to end up dancing with me. Uh, and then they worry that they're going to end up dancing with me, and which means that they're going to end up doing comedy and they're going to be, you know, going to be chucked around the floor and all that sort of stuff, which is all, not really the case, actually. Everything we, I do, so with my partner, is all relevant to that person I'm dancing with. So it, it sort of works both ways, but, you know, there is an element of... Predictability. Oh, predictability, yes. But Anton, you, you are the only one who's been in it since the start. It's a hell of an achievement. And mm. I've read about you that your main um, motivation is to give your partner a great time. Have, yeah. Which I think is a beautiful motivation. I think that's why you're so loved, because you come from it from a, 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 very, a very good space. But have you ever thought, my motivation this year is I want to damn well win? And have you ever told? <laughs> have you ever told? Well, that, you, got to, you got to the final with Emma. Emma, a couple of years ago. Yeah, I have that motivation every year, right up until they <laughs> announce who your partner's going to be, and then that motivation somewhat dwindles. I have to be honest with you. Um, and you go, okay, well, we'll see what we can do. Let's hope we make the night. <laughs> Let's hope she makes it down the stairs unaided. So I, I. Um, I do. I mean, my ambition is always is always sort of to win. But you are governed by who you who you dance with. But there is no guarantee why anybody should be better than anybody else. 
regards the amount of time of which we have to put... So we only get a week per dance. There's a little bit of what they bring as well nowadays. Not, it never used to be. It's a bit more generic in the old days. Nowadays, is there are more elements to the, to the show regarding the performance. You know, you can get away with murder now, really. But if they bring something... Mm. Emma, for example, was, is a, such a wonderful actress that you can, you can incorporate that in some of the numbers, which, which... Because the dances aren't really dances anymore like they used to be in the old days. They're more numbers. And you can, you can bring more elements of the person's personality and experience to the numbers, if they have any. I mean, I danced with Jackie Smith last year, and um, who was wonderful, and we had a great oh, time really together. really enjoyed I that. loved dancing yeah. with Jackie. She was a lot of fun and made great strides. But she sort of didn't bring anything, because she's a politician, and then they don't have skills in, in sort of the <laughs> entertainment business, other than her determination and all those sorts of things, which was, which was, you know, amazing. Can I ask you something? This is a bit off-piste in terms of couples, but... We often sit there going, that couple is not going to win because they've got that terrible music track. Because it's all about everything coming together all at once. Do you get involved in the music choices or are you told? In the old days, we used to decide, or the, the, the professional dancer used to decide on the music because we used to know what we wanted to do. It has to be cleared by production because they might not be able to clear it for music uh, reasons we might have there might be too many of a similar ilk on the show that week so there are there are elements that come into it but now we've had so many songs over the years that you, you know most of the stuff's been used anyway mm-hmm. and also they want to get a slightly sort of more contemporary feel to the music and a lot of times I agree with you it doesn't really fit I mean if I want something a bit sort of contemporary then we talk about it and I mm-hmm. ask you some um idea because you're a bit more up to speed than I am you listen to the radio more than I do mm. music radio so you're you're much better at that sort of stuff than I am but it's a bit it's more collaborative nowadays and sometimes they ask you to use tracks that they really want to use and sometimes you have a battle with this isn't working this is no good at all this isn't I know you want to use a song and you think it's a great song but this doesn't do anything for one the dance two my partner three my concept I mean because it's all conceptual now as well so yeah, there there are a lot more elements to choreographing this minute and a half number than just you know left foot forward, right foot to get to the side, left foot together. So it, you know it's a bit more involved. But yeah, it's more collaborative now than it used to be. That's the longest Anton Dubeck has been serious. <laughs> Did you see that? There was no gagging that at all. He's no good. Gagging. He can do it. He can do it. Um, we should talk about music. We will talk about music, but I've got a question first. You mentioned dropping off the children to school. You've been blessed with twins and you had to go through IVF for that to happen. Was that a really tough time? I actually think of it as such a happy time. Half of it is deciding to do it. That's the big thing. Are we going to go through it? Can we go through it? Once you've actually gone, right, we're going to do it. Because the horrible thing about not being able to get pregnant is just it's so passive, you know. You can't do anything about it. You're just trying and it doesn't work. Whereas this, you actually feel, right, I'm going to do something about it. You know, I used to come back with all these boxes of injections, but I was like stabbing myself away. But, you know, but I feel like I'm doing something positive about moving this forward. I remember it was July going up and down for blood tests, up and down. But it was a beautiful summer and I used to have drive up there at sort of quarter to six in the morning. You know, it's different in the winter, but I just remember it was always sunshine and I was driving up there on lovely summer mornings to go and have my blood tests. And then we were very lucky. We were lucky. We, it, we, it worked for us first time. I mean, I, I was having my hair cut. I get my hair cut by a man called uh, uh, Claudio, who's <laughs> wonderful, in Harrods. I, I'll tell you that only because. And so it's I'm very high there. maintenance. Oh, I'm a nun. <laughs> and, and I'm sat there, and there's a lady there, and she, we were chatting and blah, 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 and all that sort of stuff. And she, she knew that, you know, we'd gone through IVF. She said she'd been through it 13 times. Oh, yeah. wow. And now there are two sides to this. One is, you know, some people, it's expensive. I mean, yes. you, some people just get one go at it because it is, I mean, it is. You know, you don't want to talk about it financially when you're talking about having children. But for for a lot of couples, that is, you, you you know, you can't, it's too, too expensive to do it more than once. We were fortunate it happened to us first time. This lady sort of was from a place that money was no object, but she'd gone through it. So you have the other side of things, 13 attempts. Can you imagine that? She got pregnant on a 14th attempt. 
which, which, which was wonderful for her. That, to me, I think, is once you put all your hope and faith and you've thrown everything at it and then it doesn't, oh, then that, I think, is when it becomes a really That would have been hard. If, yeah. Yeah, that, that was why it was... Yeah. We have fond memories of it is because it worked for us first yep. time. And so the whole thing, you know, we started and it was a continual journey through to being pregnant, having children. They're now four. Unbelievable. We've blinked twice. They're suddenly four. <coughs> they're at school. So we got, we got a wonderful sort of although, linear journey. Yeah, although saying that, actually, just remembering at the very beginning, I got all excited and this must have been in about November and they said, oh, you can maybe think about having the, the eggs put back in in February or whatever it was, sort of that time frame, and I was so excited. But then they thought maybe one treatment, oh, I, uh, I had an overactive sort of immune system and they were going to bring down my immune system. But one of the things they said, we just have to check that there's nothing wrong with you, obviously, before we do that. And they discovered I had tuberculosis. <laughs> Of all things. You know, at the last she minute, you think... had a Victorian disease. I was like, yeah, how Dickensian of me. I've got tuberculosis of all things. So then I had to... Consumption. Yeah. <laughs> so that, you know, there, so there are little th- hurdles like that because then I had to go on three months treatment to treat TB and then, you know, so you do have hiccups along the way, but overall, yeah, yeah we, were, we were very For us, lucky. it was... We, were at a, we yeah. had a, a wonderful experience. Yeah. It's not... Presumably, yeah, Anton, you, you had to go for a test... To make sure you weren't firing blanks. Were you a bit nervous about that? No. Look at me, I'm Anton Dupin. <laughs> I am. <laughs> no question. <laughs> I, uh, no, I mean, we're always a bit nervous. And also, I mean, it, it takes the romance out of the whole thing, <laughs> doesn't it, really? I mean, you know, they go, they go. <laughs> I mean, basically, I went to this place. <laughs> And and the, and you you say hello. I'm here. Uh, and they go, oh right. And then they go, they go, okay. Could you? Uh, could you? <laughs> so you, they lead you into a room. Jesus. And they lead you into a room. They go and they go. Okay. Well, if you could just um, wash your hands. And the mucky mags are under the counter. And off, and again, go in there. And it's all like do you know. And you oh for goodness. And then they give you this little thing there that, which you've got to try and hit. I mean, with the best one in the world, your aim's not the best at that moment in time, let's be honest. And, you know, and you're trying to get... Oh, it's horrific. I mean, horrific, really. But, you know... I had to do the same thing because I was having cancer treatment and they said you can put something in the bank. So I, they, I had to go in that little room and then there's this awful, grubby old copy of Hustler magazine which is pretty grubby in the first place, and I couldn't do it. I said, I had to go, I said, listen, is there any chance I could do this at home and bring it in? Uh, and I think they said, you took it in, didn't you? <clears throat> I did. I took it in, in a jar, wrapped up in a scarf, in a taxi, going, and I got there, and I went, this is our baby. And the woman said, oh. and she said, no, it's not. You're nothing to do with it. She was so cruel. I've never had a child. But I, I, God, John, it makes me cry. <laughs> but, but potential children under a microscope together, and that was oh, the closest. Uh, holding that, someone oh. was in my arms in a taxi was the closest I got oh, to motherhood. Oh. <gasps> oh, 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 we oh, oh, sad. oh, oh! I don't know what you are blessed, Hannah, because I have so many girlfriends who have done IVF. Yeah. yeah. And they've tried and they've tried, and you go through all yeah. the hormone treatment. It's exactly. an emotional roller coaster. And yeah. I know no one who's been successful. Well, actually, I know one. But it's hard. So you are, you're oh, very blessed. So definitely honestly. George and Henrietta were meant to be. Oh, it was a very, a, a very emotional moment just then. I was thinking Q Matt Munro is the perfect thing to play to sort of... I mean, Hannah would certainly love hearing that, wouldn't she? <laughs> she loves a bit of that. I did this. I came in the other about two weeks ago, and I and I came in and I heard this song in the car. It was it's time after time by Matt Munro, and I think Matt Munro's got one of the most wonderful voices ever. I think he's probably the best male vocalist this country's ever produced. Actually, amazing song. And I played. I said, "Listen to this song. I'd love to do this song." I'm always thinking about songs to sing. I'd love to sing this song. Anyway, I played you, you went, oh, 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 I can't stand that. Oh, what a dirge. Don't you sing that. You wouldn't be able to sing that. It's all right. 
It's not. It's, so it wasn't. Offensive. It wasn't quite that. I was one of, one of the ongoing things that we have is that Anton likes a song. I mean, this is a classic. Is Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, best. Adores Sammy Davis Jr. But he wants to. He wants to sing all Sammy Davis Jr. song. And I just go, but darling, you can love Sammy Davis Jr. without. You don't sound like Sammy Davis Jr. Which I've got to be honest when with you, you I think that's a bit harsh, quite frankly. <laughs> but you said like you've got more of a Fred Astaire head voice. Well, that's no, where I we landed. Like, I, think I, a... like, I think I sound like. I think I sound like Sammy Davis Jr. So. <laughs> what, what's your favourite music, Hannah? I'm definitely more of the dance dance, dance generation. Yes. Although actually, I have been playing to the children. They keep asking for the. I heard it really randomly on the radio the other day, and they, the babies asked for it on the way to school. Now, mummy, can we have the disco song? We've just got for some reason. It's a really weird one. Patrick Hernandez, "Born to Be Alive." We've just had that. We like disco our way to school at the way. <laughs> you two couldn't have more opposite music. Oh no, we are. Oh. I, I'm much more of sort of yeah, dance nineties. I was at Bristol then, so all sort of those, you know, that that kind of uh, sort of... For me, the 90s is all about Oasis and play, uh, sort of guitar bands, you know, the whole mm. dance thing. No. We went, to, uh, we went to Ibiza a few years ago. My sister got married Your out there. sister was mar- got married out there, and so we went to Ibiza for a week. And we went to one of the super clubs. Ushuaia. We went to a place called Ushuaia. <laughs> you were up. You were up on the podium. I got up on the podium, had a bit of a dance. It was amazing. I, I couldn't believe it. I was in shorts. Why not? And um, with his great, I was giving it the full bifter. And I thought, any minute now, we'll have a, we'll have a nice lyric. Nothing. Any minute now, we'll have a, a song that sounds maybe a bit different to this. No. Essentially, it's the same thing. I got to the two-hour mark. It was like a switch went off, and I went right. I've had enough of this, and I left. <laughs> I walked off. I've been dancing like this for two hours. It took me another <laughs> half an hour to get out of the place. But it was that's as close as I got to it. I can't. I, it's all right for. A, I don't mind the odd song and stuff, and but it, it's sort of repetitive. What do you call it? Repetitive dance. I had a friend of mine who was dancing, going four hours of repetitive beats. Six hours of repetitive beats. Eight hours of repetitive beats. <laughs> I mean, I like a melody. I have to be honest with you. Hmm. A melody and some drinking chocolate. How are you getting on with your new machine? Oh, we are the envy of my family at the moment. I've been sending pictures of it round to, on our family oh, WhatsApp group. It's silky. <laughs> it's silky. Isn't it? Oh, oh, wow, really gorgeous. I mean, I have to do an extra 50 squats, but I don't mind. No, I don't think you would need to. And actually, it might just keep you going when you're doing your, your Strictly Come Dancing. That's a beautiful little little boost. Instead of having a coffee, have a chocolate. Did they send you oh. a magazine, the Velvetizer yes. magazine? You right. should read that because uh, the chemicals it releases that make you feel good. And also, the, when it's real chocolate, there's not sugar in it. So you don't have to exactly. worry too much about the calories. Depends uh. on the percentage. They do do a 100% one, which has absolutely no sugar yeah. in it. That's pretty That's hardcore. Hard. That is hardcore. But That's what? hardcore. You have, to, you have to have that one in slices, that one. I want to know, Hannah, in your secret life, in your head, would you love to be Anton's partner on one of the series? Because I think that yeah. would be an amazing thing for the producers to think about. I think it would be hysterical, only just because when you try and lead me in the kitchen... You get all giddy and start kissing me. Oh, well, apart from that. Um, <laughs> well, the audience would love that. But, um, no, no, it's less that. It's more that it's very interesting taking a dynamic that is really a, a, a marriage and a I work... You work. We we keep our works quite. You know, I work in something complete, so so worlds away from from what you do. You say I talk corporate gobbledygook most of the time, um, but you know. So so actually putting us when he tries to take sort of an assertive role with me in the kitchen, and you know, and I don't feel you teach me in the right way. <laughs> you see, you see the problems. You could see the stumbling block immediately, couldn't you? You could, uh, yes. Everybody else that I've taught feet thinks feet. I teach them in exactly the right way, what with me being like the teacher and all. But um, you, on the other hand, being not a teacher or a dancer, don't think I, I teach know, you in the I right know. way. I, I, you killed my clapping the other day. We were driving. What were you, what were you, you clapping were to? You were clapping at a time. Oh, to Greatest Showman. I've never... I, and he just went, 
You're out of time. Stop. Stop clapping immediately. <laughs> it's out of time. I was like, how can my clapping be out of time? No one <laughs> understands how your clapping can be out of time, but it was out of time. I mean, you could see the struggle that I might have. Let's clap in time. <laughs> see, if you were on the show together and between rehearsals and going live, you had the most furious round, the dressing room. Oh, gosh. That would be tricky. Do you ever have a, a set to at all? Oh, do you know, we used to have more in the early days, but then I think you're, you're, you're understanding people in those... You, you used to... I, it's, it's interesting because I used to get cross, whatever I bet, but, you know, and or I would push something or I'd do something, and it takes a long time... You know, because sometimes you do it because you just think, are you going to react to this? Are you, or is this going in? Or sort of thing. And so you go and you go and you go. And that, what I realised is Anton does everything to stop himself getting really cross. Because when you get really cross, you get really, really cross. And you don't like it, you know, for you. And actually, it's a sign of, I think, maturity of a relationship and love that I now know that I can make a point without getting him to get really cross because I know he'll be unhappy if it gets you know that far so it's interesting we don't we definitely don't argue I've always been of the uh, the sort of attitude that <clears throat> you know once you cross a line it, it, you know in life there are always lines that you shouldn't really cross because once you cross it then it's easy to cross it again and then now you're going then you always go a bit further a bit further a bit further and then eventually you'll just break something and it, gets it doesn't matter cr- what it is it could be a relationship it could be uh, anything um, it's very, and I don't think anything can be sort of repaired once it's broken, because uh, well, it, because it's too easy to go again, too easy to break it. Again. That's why you get so worried about it. I'm less worried about it because I think you can have a massive blowout and rebuild it all again, yeah, and I you just whereas I, I you you, you think, get more worried about. It. I don't That's think why it's okay. No, I, I don't think it's okay, and or necessary. But we just... Because I'm not very good. I tell you what I'm not very good at. Saying sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good. Very good, very Hannah. good Hannah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You, the person in the world who least likes to be told what to do. Um, I'm not very good at uh, uh, sort of coming back from something. So if, if yeah. something is... Sulk. <laughs> don't push it. I, um, if, if something's sort of, you know, the expression of it, it's dead to me. Well, once something's dead to me, it's, it's gone. I've, once it's, once it's, once I've got, I, I, my expression is once I've got the ump with it, it's finished for me, whatever it is. I've, once, it's, you know, once I've got the ump, that's it. No, I can't, I can't come back. It, I believe, because we've had some blazers and, and I, that's it. It's normally to do with a cigarette, not me, him. Um, and I go, that's it. That is it. That is it. But in my heart, I can't walk. And you know it. That's the problem. Mm. The, the connection, the bond is so strong that you forgive, even if it takes four days. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, yes. Four days <laughs> yes. of silence. A purgatory. <laughs> I'm very good at not speaking. I'm very good at not speaking. Well, you've, uh, you do so many things, Anton, you know, aside from Strictly. Uh, there's live shows. There's writing books. Yes, mm-hmm. you've uh, had a be- you've had done three books, Anton. Bestsellers. Yeah, we've been. I've been really lucky with that, and I've loved every second of the um, uh, of doing the novels. It started off as with just a story. I had a story that I wanted to. Uh, I thought might make quite a nice book, uh, and I, I spoke to a publisher about it, and they were keen to do it. And then from there. The second novel was was a sort of a discussion as regards to what do we do? Do we just do a different story, you know, just do a new novel? It's about something else. Or do I have a, a continuing saga? Or if so, do I start it straight away? Or do I five years five years in the future or whatever? And so it just it seemed obvious to have this sort of continuing story, but the, the, the but each novel is standalone. So you can you don't feel like you get to the end of one and you've got to wait to see what happens. Tomorrow, you know, there there is a beginning, an end, and a middle, and then we carry on with the next novel, uh, at the next time, invariably a continuation. The star of the piece really is the hotel. That's the star of the piece, and that's the 
the reason why it works so well. I mean, you have our sort of intrepid heroes, the Raymond de Guise and Nancy Nettleton, and a few characters in there that um, continue and run through the story. But the real star of the piece is the Buckingham Hotel and the grand ballroom and the sort of image and of of, of you know the actual uh, Adams Orchestra and the wonderful dancing and and uh, the people walking through the the foyer in the hotel and and the period of time of, of which I've I've set it in as well, the period I set it in as well, uh, with the Second World War looming. I've got the new novel coming out at the end of this year, the fourth novel, uh, and I'm going to give you an exclusive, just because I like you, because the title has just been released, oh. and it's We'll Meet Again, which Aww. is very uh, appropriate, really, because it is set at the beginning of the Second World War. And uh, 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 <laughs> The Christmas to Remember, the third novel, uh, Nancy and Raymond get married at the end of that novel and this with the beginning of this novel he's obviously having to go off to war so it's been really exciting uh, the queen the queen has already given it a plug <laughs> yeah. one of her speeches she said we'll meet again <laughs> i've always liked her though i've always liked she's been the biggest fan she's the biggest fan <laughs> Thought you can say she's left a comment on so what? hannah if a friend of yours <laughs> says to you listen i've just met this celebrity, this very famous person, and the relationship is forming, what would your advice to that person be? Really, I mean, I would say just don't change anything in your life. Just don't I, don't think about anything fame-wise or anything like that. And to some degree, let them come to you. Oh. Well, I just in terms of... Because... You know, fame's not real, celebrity's not real, whereas your life is. And that's your, you know, oh, you know, you know what I mean, though. It's, it's so. It might not be real to you, dear. Oh, I know, but me. you know what I mean. It's, it's, it's. And what you're getting to know is the real person anyway, not the showbiz. So that would be my view. And once you stop taking him to, um, once you stop taking him to empty restaurants, <laughs> <laughs> and there are other people there. Of course, they're clocking Anton all the time. There's whispers going on. Is that really weird? Less so now, as, as I say, probably because I got used to it. It was interesting. Um, we'd been on a holiday a couple of times. And f- funnily enough, obviously women, more obviously more women and more, I know, when they've had a drink. Honestly, I can just be elbowed out the way. It's quite... It's quite hysterical how you sort of think no one would actually do that, but they do. Or they'll just manoeuvre around and I'll just be pushed right... Mm. And I just, I just think, oh, I'll, I'll go and go somewhere else and, let, you know, when he's finished, I'll, you know, he'll come and find me sort of thing. But, I mean, people can be quite... It, it's funny what, people, what it does to people. And I think there is another thing as well about being a dancer, maybe, because people are very tactile with you. They're all, like always sort of whereas which is quite unusual you wouldn't normally go up to someone and sort of be wrapping your arms around them whereas people feel sort of i think sort of feel free to do that <laughs> <laughs> maybe because i'm so giving and open oh, yeah. i don't know what it is have you a song that uh, you share that is your song between the two of you we have a there's a lovely song it's called more and uh, there, there are two versions: the Bobby Darren version, which we, we've got up on the loo. We've, we've got, lyrics. we've got the lyrics up in a, in a, in a frame on the wall. It's a great, it's an upbeat version. The Nat King Cole version is a, is a, a slower version, which is equally as, as wonderful. It's a fabulous foxtrot, by the way. But the Bobby Darren version is the one. Mm. Uh, 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 I, the, the words I played it to you, you'd never heard it before, and it was, it's just a. I Cheery actually played it to song. you when you were having, uh, having the babies. Mm. Trouble with podcasts is you can't play recorded music. So how does it go, Anton, this song? (laughs) (laughs) I have to get the lyrics out. I can't remember the words. More than the greatest love the world has known. Hi, this is the love that I give to you alone. Yeah. More than the... Simple words I try to say I learned to love to live to love you more each day. 
some Hannah's tweaking her hair oh, just as so she did. I know, I'm really impressed. She's, me. Doing, she's doing Yeah, nothing. oh, no, no. <laughs> I was hoping you'd, you'd pick up the harmony or oh, something. Oh, I'm so bad at singing. I'm terrible. Well, that was a lovely way to end the podcast. Thank you both so much. It's been an absolute... Oh, it's lovely to speak to you. All the best. Bless, Bless you. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank Bye-bye. you. Well, Tiggs. <laughs> Wasn't that a delight? Wasn't that fantastic? I wish everybody could have seen them because they were both constantly laughing. And Hannah has such a beautiful smile. And we all know Anton looks great when he, you know, he's a very good looking guy and he's got a lovely smile. But we say this at the end of so many of these, but what a beautiful couple. They really were. And I mean, Hannah is a beautiful woman, but it was just so lovely because she sparkled. She's got sparkly eyes. She had a laugh on her her face nearly the whole time. She was very tactile with Anton. They just have a real chemistry together, don't they? They're obviously great friends as well as, you know, parents and and husband and wife. Well, he's got a wicked sense of humour and he is very quick, as she said. And also, Hannah is her own woman. You can see why Anton was attracted to her. I mean, she's she's beautiful, but but she she's her own personality, and she just hasn't swayed into his life. She's kept her own identity and everything going. So she's very a very strong woman in her own right. Yeah. Well, they like to keep their private life private, so we're very flattered that they agreed to do our podcast, and I'm so glad they have. And people who listen to her, I'm sure, will be laughing a lot. Well, we were. Yes. So thank you, Anton Dubeck, and thank you, Hannah, for your time. Really lovely, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, Johnny, um, can I just say something about you? Yes. You've got a very good laugh. I realise that when you're someone's saying something, yeah. your laugh sounds rich and warm and lovely and people can hear it. My laugh, I laugh silently or outrageously loudly. <laughs> and I don't seem to have that lovely middle ground. You must teach me how to do that. Oh, That's what I'm about. It's just a very lovely laugh. You oh, you'll find the way you are. No. I don't want to change anything. All right, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Johnny and Tiggy Walker's Consciously Coupling. And thanks again to our sponsor, the Velvetizer from Hotel Chocolat, which gives you barista-grade drinking chocolate in the comfort of your own home. And Anton and Hannah love it, as they said. It's silky smooth. I'm going to have one now. <laughs> <laughs> see you next time. Bye.